Greetings and salutations out there, sports fans all across the wide and wonderful internet. It is yet another episode of Modern Day Gladiators here on the Outlander Media Network. I am always your humble yet glorious host, Michael Shibley, with you here. This is a special edition. We're still doing it weekly, but it's coming out a little early because I am on vacation here in beautiful New Orleans, Louisiana, doing this from my hotel room, so the sound quality might be a little different. I've got Mrs. Shibbles here in the background. She is just doing some stuff in the room, so we've got everything going on. This is going to be great. We're just doing a quick one because, of course, March Madness is finally here. The brackets are out. I wanted to get this out and make sure everybody can follow along and think of my picks as genius or think of them as stupid. However, we will see the results here in the weeks to come, so it should be fun anyway because it's always fun to pick brackets. It's always fun to see what happens and who's right, who's wrong, and, of course, all the great action. I love the upsets. It's what makes it so much fun and or excruciating, depending on which side of the coin you're on, like UVA last year losing to a 16 seed. Tennessee losing to the uh, or the Ramblers of Loyola Chicago and Sister Jean, things like that happening. So we'll see. Is there going to be one in this tournament? We'll see if there's a Cinderella. We'll see, as Gus Johnson said. We'll see if the slipper still fits. It's going to be great to find out anyway, but first let me just remind everybody, of course, we are here on the Outlander Media Network. This is the Modern Day Gladiators podcast. You can check us out wherever you get your fine podcasts at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and of course now on Spotify as well. So you can check out everywhere and wherever you check us out. Please, of course, give us those five-star reviews. Rate, subscribe, share. Those five-star reviews mean a lot to us, and we would appreciate anything you can help out. And of course, you can comment to us at Outlander Media. You can check us out there. You can also check out the whole website at outlandermedia.net. You've got all the great podcasts there, including Halfle, J&B's DLC, Deadbeat Radio, Phantasm, and of course, Modern Day Gladiators. You can listen to them all right there as well. You can interact with us. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Michael underscore Shibley. You can also check out Instagram at Modern Day Gladiators 1. And, of course, we've got the Facebook page, Modern Day Gladiators, where we post live videos and do some more sports stories and interact. Everywhere you can find us, you can, of course, leave a comment, ask questions. We love to hear from you, so I would love to get your advice or comments, questions, concerns, whatever you may have. I'll be happy to get back to you and break it down for you. Let's get back down to the nitty-gritty and talk about March Madness. Of course, we've got to talk about my beloved Vols falling short in the SEC Championship game. It, it was great. Everybody, there was great anticipation for this. Tennessee looked perfectly fine against Mississippi State. And then, of course, they had that great matchup against Kentucky. What a game that was. Just another great classic in the long line of Tennessee-Kentucky matchups. And the comeback that Tennessee had there with two and a half left to go, it was just fun to watch and amazing to see. The atmosphere there in Nashville was great. It was great to see, too, a great matchup between two powerhouse teams, also on a neutral floor where the fans pretty much negated each other, which I thought was really great. And just, again, everything was in momentum, and we're ready to see finally Tennessee will be able to win the SEC tournament for the first time since 1979. It's the first time we'd been to back-to-back championship games, I think, since the mid-30s. So that was impressive in and of itself. But then Tennessee decides to lay an egg against Auburn. Auburn and Bruce Pearl are just living inside Tennessee's head at that point. I mean, Auburn beat Tennessee last year to open SEC play, and we ended up sharing the conference championship with them. 
Auburn. We lost to Auburn in Auburn. I've said Auburn a lot there. Uh, so that's happened. And then, of course, in the tournament, we lose to them by 20. So just something there, some bad juju going on with the Auburn Tigers and the Tennessee Volunteers where they've just got Tennessee's number and they're in the Vols' head. But, again, congratulations to Auburn. This is the first time that they've won a SEC tournament since 1985 where I was two years old. So my wife wasn't even born yet when that happened. So you see how that goes. So it, it, it's something that Tennessee's fans are just, I mean, we've come to accept the fact that we haven't won a tournament since 1979, but it would be nice to win the damn thing eventually. And we thought Tennessee had the ability to do that. And Auburn has kept Tennessee without a crown this year because they beat us in Auburn to end the regular season, which kept us from winning even a share of the SEC championship with LSU, who, by the way, had a nice loss to Florida. That was a great game, but LSU's gone. And as many people have said, that's one less win LSU will have to vacate after everything that's happened with Will Wade. By the way, Will Wade and his I demand due process and I should be able to coach again. You had that opportunity to talk to LSU and be able to explain your side of the story. Legally, Will Wade is doing the right thing legally because if he says anything to LSU and then they find out that's a lie, he's got to testify in some court uh, as a witness. He's been subpoenaed for a trial coming up in April. So, again, LSU is deciding, hey, we don't know what's going on here. We don't want this to be worse than it already is because if Will Wade is found to be guilty of something and the NCAA decides to put LSU on probation, they can still do that. But if they brought Will Wade back knowing everything that they do now with the phone conversation and everything and still let him coach, the probation could be much worse. So that's why LSU has made this decision and they've decided to keep Will Wade on the sidelines and let the interim coaches do their job. We'll see what happens with them in the tournament. They lost to Florida in the SEC tournament, and now they are a three seed in the NCAA tournament. But let's break all this down. We've got the brackets. They're right here. You can hear my paper copy. It's still, you can do everything online, which by the way, you can check out Outlander Gladiators on the ESPN uh, Tournament Bracket Challenge. The password is Outlander123. You can join us on that bracket, fill it out, and see who wins. If you win and you're part of the Outlander fan base, we will give you a great shout out and uh, congratulate you. And maybe the boys in Halfle won't make fun of your name much. They'll, they'll maybe be nice to you. We'll see. I can't guarantee that. But maybe they will. But uh, I've got my paper copy. It's still nice. Just I like having a paper because then not only can you just keep circling all the great things you did, but then it makes it easy to crumple it up and throw it away after your bracket gets busted. So that's what we've got. I think, again, the the committee did the best job that they could. Uh, I think Tennessee had a good chance to be a number one seed if they had won the SEC championship against Auburn, but again, they didn't, so they fall to a number two seed in the South region. Again, your one seeds, Duke in the East region, Gonzaga in the West, uh, North Carolina in the Midwest, and UVA in the South. So you have 
three ACC teams as number one seeds, which is pretty darn incredible. I mean, and all those those three teams are definitely deserving it. Again, you talk about the great matchup that Tennessee and Kentucky had in the SEC semifinals. What a great matchup that Duke and North Carolina had in the ACC semifinals. Those are just two great matchups that need to be appreciated, even though they're not in the NCAA. Uh, it, they're, they're not taking place in the NCAA tournament. You need to just appreciate what great basketball games they both were so hats off to everybody involved in that but let's break down the brackets and take a look here's what I've got and again I could be a genius I could be a schmuck we'll see how all of this goes as we break it all down but starting in the east we've got Duke as the number one seed Michigan State as the two seed I've got Duke I've got Duke winning the whole thing I've got them beating uh, Michigan State in the elite eight and I've got Duke advancing to the Final Four out of the East. Real things to kind of look at here, some interesting matchups. Uh, LSU and Yale, again, Yale has been a very solid, they're very disciplined coming out of the Ivy League. You know they're going to be smart. <laughs> they're going to know what they're doing. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. That's a 3-14 matchup. I do still have LSU winning it on talent alone. I think they should be able to do that. But I do have LSU losing to Maryland in the second round, the sixth seed. I think, again, not having Will Wade there, having some of this distraction with the NCAA and even the FBI wiretaps going on, I think it's going to cost LSU in the long run there. I do have Michigan State uh, beating Louisville in the second round and then beating Maryland. So I've got Duke and Michigan State in the Elite Eight. I've got Duke advancing to the Final Four out of that one. Moving out west to the west bracket, Gonzaga, again, your number one seed. Michigan, your two seed. I've got Gonzaga and Michigan in the Elite Eight, staying very chalky so far in my bracket. And when you look at things here, the big upset I've really got, I've got Murray State and John Morant. Uh, I've got uh, the Murray State Racers beating Marquette in that one. I think Marquette has kind of limped to the finish line there. The Big East is not as strong as they have been in years past. I do have the Racers racing out and winning that one. Also a big factor, I think I've got Buffalo, who again, a very good team top to bottom. A lot of people have not been paying attention to them as much because the fact that they play in the MAC, but they have been dominant all season long. I've got them beating the three-seed Texas Tech in the second round to advance to the Sweet 16. Michigan, I've got them taking care of business. I've got Gonzaga versus Michigan in the Elite Eight, and I've got Michigan advancing. I think they play great defense, and I think they match up well with Gonzaga. I do think Gonzaga makes a run, even though they stubbed their toe in the West Coast Conference Tournament and had St. Mary's winning that one, but I still have Gonzaga making a good run, but again, falling short of the Final Four again. Moving over to the Midwest, North Carolina, your number one seed out there. Kentucky, your number two seed. Houston, the three seed. And then you've got Kansas as the four seed. This one is going to be, I think, a big matchup of Blue Bloods when you look at it. I mean, you look at Blue Bloods anyway. You've got North Carolina, Kansas, and Kentucky all in the same bracket. You talk about basketball Blue blue Bloods. All you're missing is UCLA, really, when it comes to it. But UCLA, nowhere near the tournament this year. Uh, North Carolina, I've got them taking care of business all the way. They might run into some trouble in the Sweet 16 where they've got, I think, a good matchup against Auburn. Auburn, I do think, beats Kansas in the second round. That should be a really fun matchup. 
but Bruce Pearl, the energy, and Auburn's been on a run. I mean, they won four games in four days to win the SEC tournament. They closed strong in the regular season as well. So I'm going with them to at least run into UNC in the Sweet 16. And then I've got Houston uh, taking care of Iowa State. UK, uh, Kentucky, they could run into a dangerous matchup in the second round against Wofford, a very good team. They earned themselves a seven seed uh, coming out of the Southland Conference. Uh, or No, the Big South Conference, my mistake. Wrong small conference. But I think the Terriers are a very strong team. But I do think UK can beat them with the talent and just tourney savvy that John Calipari brings to what the Wildcats do. So I do have Kentucky advancing. I've got North Carolina and Kentucky in a great Elite Eight matchup. But I do have the Wildcats of Kentucky advancing to the Final Four out of that bracket. Now we move to the South bracket taking place, uh, the South taking place in Louisville, Kentucky. I've got Virginia as the one seed, my beloved Vols as the two seed, you've got Purdue as the three, and you've got Kansas State as the four seed. Virginia, I don't see them really running into any problems in the top half of their bracket, Uh whether uh, they're going to beat the 16th seed. Virginia is not going to let what happened last year happen to them again. Gardner-Webb, this is the first ever time they've been in the NCAA tournament, but I I think UVA, they've experienced this. I don't think they're going to fall for it again. I've got UVA getting the win there. I've got them taking care of business against Oklahoma in the second round, and then I've got Kansas State advancing to meet them in the Sweet 16, but I think UVA takes care of that all the way to the Elite Eight. I think uh, also when you look at things, Villanova and St. Mary's is an interesting 11-6 matchup, but I do have Villanova winning. They are the defending champs. They've been very quiet all season long. People kind of wrote them off since they got destroyed by Michigan very early in the season. But I do still have Villanova on pride alone winning their first round matchup. Another interesting matchup, you look at upsets, Purdue and Old Dominion, the three versus the 14. I still have Purdue getting that win, but I think Old Dominion's going to fight them very hard. Cincinnati-Iowa is going to be a great matchup in the 7-10 seed. I do have Cincinnati advancing. Those matchups are in Columbus, which might give Cincinnati a little bit of an advantage. And then, of course, my beloved Vols playing Colgate. <laughs> not, not the toothpaste brand, the college. So just... Pay attention to that up there in upstate New York is where Colgate is. And it should be people are a little bit more worried about that than I am because of the fact that Auburn is such a deadly three-point shooting team and Colgate is also a very deadly three-point shooting team. But I don't think they have the depth or the talent to really go toe-to-toe with Tennessee. I think if you let Admiral Schofield and Grant Williams just work the ball into the post, work it down low, and get their big men into foul trouble. I don't think Tennessee should have any problem with Colgate at all. I think Tennessee advances easily. It should be a really fun matchup if it goes true and Cincinnati and Tennessee play. I think that should be a great matchup, but I do have Tennessee advancing, and then I have them beating Purdue, getting to the Elite Eight with a matchup against Virginia. This should be fun. Again, it would be the second time Tennessee's ever been to the Elite Eight, and of course UVA is trying to just exercise the demons of what has happened to them going into last season. But I do have, unfortunately, I've got UVA, I think, They're on a mission. I think they are motivated to get to the Final Four. 
and I think Tennessee is going to fall just short of their goal of getting to the Final Four where they have never been before. But I've got so UVA, Michigan, and Kentucky are my Final Four. The Duke Blue Devils, Michigan Wolverines, Kentucky Wildcats, the University of Virginia Cavaliers. That makes up my Final Four. I've got Kentucky beating Virginia in their matchup, and then I've got Duke beating Michigan in their matchup to give us a matchup of Blue Bloods, Duke versus Kentucky, a rematch of what happened for the first game of the season where Duke blew out Kentucky and Zion Williamson announced his presence to the world. I'm going with Duke. I'm probably there's Again, riding what a lot of people are thinking, but they've got the best player in the country in Zion Williamson. He looks back. He looks healthy. He looks just fine. I think he's going to be a huge factor in this tournament. I don't think a lot of these other teams can defend him well. We'll see what happens there, but I do have the Duke Blue Devils winning my bracket, and I know I'm not alone in that. That's not a, a, a gutsy pick. I'm not going out on a very far limb there, but that's what I feel when you look at everything. I think Krzyzewski, of course, he has been there many, many times, so I've got that. Zion Williamson, again, the best player. That's what I've got. I would love for my Vols to meet them in the finals, but I just don't see that happening. Uh, That would be a good matchup between myself and Chase Dyer, the big Duke fan here on the Outlander Media Network. But unfortunately, I think the Vols fall short of the Final Four in losing to UVA. But again, the Duke Blue Devils are my champions here. We'll see. I picked Villanova right last year. I picked North Carolina right the year before. So we'll see if I can get three in a row correct. Who knows? It's March Madness. I love it. I can't wait. We'll talk all about that and much more on the next episodes coming up of Modern Day Gladiators as things go on. And of course, again, check us out on all of social media. And of course, five-star reviews wherever you listen to this podcast. We would love you forever. But that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Again, this is just a quick one here on vacation in New Orleans. Mrs. Shibble and I are going to go out and go explore. We're going to go take a riverboat cruise later today. So that's what we've got in store. But until next week, I love you guys. Too sweet. See you next time.